You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there. Plenty to get to ahead on this episode of Locked On Utes. Brian, tell them where we're going here on a Tuesday. Jake, we're going to rewind things back a little bit, get your take on the two big transfer portal pickups the University of Utah football team got last week and Josh Calvert, Theo Howard. We're going to discuss an article released by Pro Football Network that talks about Devin Lloyd being one of the top inside linebacker prospects in the 2022 NFL Draft. And then we're going to discuss the retiring of Bill Kinneberg, 18 years as the Utah baseball coach, 37 years total as a coach. We'll talk about what's next for the program and rewind his greatness. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to break down on that front. So we'll talk about all that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you in part by the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. There is no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. It is hosted by Cindy Robinson and a certain soul who happens to be a co-host of this podcast on occasion as well. Not I. That would be Brian. Follow it can't the- be me. Gingers don't have souls. <laughs> follow the pack. Follow the Locked On Pack Twelve podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Without further ado, let's get rolling here on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for May twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Once again, welcome into your only daily podcast focused on the University of Utah Athletics, the Locked On Utes podcast. My name is Jay Catch. I am one part of the co-host tandem here on this show. Of course, I am joined by my good friend, Brian Brown, the brown bear in the chair himself. Brian, what is up? How are you, sir? Jake, it's a great day to be a Ute, as always. Welcome to your Ute-um. I've seen that there's been a solid movement on Twitter to get you uh, in the fold. You've been accepted. As every Utah fan knows, Like, there's nothing better than a converted Coug, So <laughs> There we go. Just don't tell certain people that are close to me about this. Okay? Ah, secret. No, nothing on this podcast ever gets out in the public. It's ever. Great. Ever. Come on. We're, we're just in a public forum. You know? We just <laughs> talk about s- such things. But nonetheless, it's a blast to be with you guys every day talking about the Utes. A reminder for you, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from. Uh, by the way, we have had our druthers with Apple Podcasts. Those of you, the vast majority of you still use Apple Podcasts. It's, it's just a simple fact of the matter. Apple Podcasts or is on like the crap list for lack of a cleaner, not cleaner, a, a worse title that I want to give them on this podcast. But the Dunzo list, Jake, they're on the Dunzo list. Yeah, I don't want to put an explicit tag on this on this episode, so we'll just we'll keep it there. So if you guys do usually use Apple Podcasts and the podcast episodes are not uploading, trust me, it's being worked on. It's being complained about. 
uh, our people at the Locked On Podcast Network are in communication with Apple Podcasts. For whatever reason, they can't pull their heads out of their, their you-know-wheres to figure it out. But in the meantime, use the Odyssey app, use the Spotify app. Maybe you'll find them you like them a little bit more than Apple Podcasts and start using them religiously. But nonetheless, make sure to join us every single day. All right, with that out of the way, Brian, let's start off today talking about the transfer portal for the University of Utah. And wow. Last little bit's been a very fruitful uh, crop coming out of the portal for the Utes. It has, and it was in two positions that I think uh, really favor the program at wide receiver and linebacker. And some may say that you didn't really need to pick up another guy at linebacker, but with the talent, the caliber of Josh Calvert and his brother Ethan coming in, mm -hmm. there's no better way to really create a dynamic duo at linebacker than to re reunite two brothers, right? Sure, and that's the fun part about this is uh, Ethan Calvert is coming into Utah as a true freshman. Josh Calvert will be, if I'm not mistaken, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong here, is he a redshirt freshman technically? He is, yeah. So he'll have four years to play for. Uh, wasn't able to really see the field for Washington much last year after tearing his ACL as yes. a freshman. But a great get for the University of Utah. Uh, a legacy get in a lot sure. of respects as the Calvert family has been at Utah for a while. Little known fact that uh, their father played at the University of Utah, I believe around the same time that my dad did, but I could be wrong on that. So if I, Mr. Calvert, if I'm wrong on that one, I apologize. Uh, but it, it's uh, the other thing too, is that you can talk about not needing a linebacker, but the more the merrier, in my opinion, Absolutely. And the, the nice part is about the Calvert brothers coming in, like I mentioned, Josh is still only a redshirt freshman, so he'll have the four years to play four. So in all honesty, Brian, in many ways, they're actually coming in together and going to be able to grow together in their role. Josh just happens to be two years older than Ethan, and it's just a happenstance that torn ACL as a freshman in 2019. It really precluded him from two years of playing on the field up there for UW, and I think this is a fantastic, fantastic addition, just having these two brothers playing together because they both know each other's game, they know how to keep each other accountable, and they join one of the probably best defensive units in the country. And I mean that not just in terms of this year. It's just overall. Kyle Whittingham, uh, Morgan Scally, the entire Utah coaching staff, that defense year in and year out is absolutely stellar. Linebacker has always been kind of a questionable position for them up until really Cody Barton and Chase Hansen established it. And ever since then, it's been just an absolute torrential downpour of talent into that position base are we going to see somebody transfer entirely possible but the more depth you can get the better uh there is an opportunity to maybe move some guys around and see if guys fit in different places i don't expect nephi sewell to be one of those guys um but you know there's options and i think one thing is, especially that utah can pursue now is is using some different fronts in different passing situations. So most sure. people would say, yeah, you're going to want to put a lot more 4-3 uh, out there. No, I, I think you're going to want to go the other way and go 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, <laughs> and use that versatility. And, and listen, I think if anything, it really benefits Morgan Scali as a defensive coordinator because his 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 meat and potatoes is that that secondary, that back, you know, back end of it, and I think he can really flex the defense to fit his needs. Yeah, and that's the, that's the good part about it. And 
if they do need to go with, I guess what you call, I would call it a heavy package, Brian. If you if you have a really run heavy team, let's say the likes of like a Stanford, and they're really bringing it at you. Yes, you could put two linebackers, Devin Lloyd, and maybe one of the Calvert brothers or somebody else, and also still have Nephi Sewell on the field playing that nickel position, where it's just kind of a hybrid spot, and he can be that third linebacker in essence, but also has the ability, in my opinion. I speaking of Nephi, he's got plenty of ability to to play in space. I, I think he's proven that. Yeah, and, and his versatility is really what makes him a great fit at that position, at that rover sort of position. Um, we've talked a lot about the linebackers, Jake. There's another really important pickup, I think. Uh, let me ask. Let me start this one out with you. Okay. Let me ask this with you. I'm going to try and sound like I'm actually a human being, even though my voice is still a little raspy from uh, previous evening's endeavors at a <laughs> certain Vivint Arena um, are you downtown. The, are, you the bad, are you the bad luck charm? That, that I am. I'm not allowed to go to any more games, I guess. <laughs> so we'll we'll go ahead and put the kibosh on that for now. Um, but Theo Howard, if you were to describe him in terms of potential impact, how would you describe it? I think he's a guy who is a day one starter at Utah uh, if he's healthy. I, I I think he steps in right away. The biggest concern I think that most Utah fans, and I still have it myself, is that he had a pretty pedestrian year playing for Oklahoma, but he was coming off that Achilles tear. And most people that I have talked to about injuries when it involves an Achilles is it really takes a full year for you to really regain trust in that because, man, just think about that. When that ruptures, that's got to be a very deflating feeling and to get that trust back in that foot to know that you can plant and trust that it's going to hold up, that takes some time. So I think Theo Howard comes in. I think he'll be a guy who's immediately competing for playing time, if not a starting spot. And I can tell you this much, Brian, knowing what I know of his recruitment previously, both out of high school and also the first time he transferred from UCLA, there happens to be another uh, another school down south of here that would have loved to have brought him in twice and missed out twice. So that school's loss and other schools' losses is Utah's gain. Yeah, for sure, and I think it's a good opportunity for Howard, too. Obviously, I've shared my thoughts about him both here on the podcast and a little bit on on the board over at Ute Zone and on Twitter. I, I think it's a very good pickup. I think it's a solid pickup. I don't expect him to come in and be an All-American, but what I do expect is what you talked about, for him to be a contributor, for him to be a, a, a starter, for him to really bring some gravitas to that position. Yeah. Uh, we've talked a lot about it. There are still... Uh, potential fits out there in the portal. Uh, I don't think this is the very, very end of the road for the, for the University of Utah, but I think it is a good addition. And, and if you're trying to replace Samson and Brian Thompson, I think this is a good trade for Samson, right? Sure, yeah. I, I, I would say he's kind of a hybrid of those two, but he is in terms of if you're just trying to replace production and whatnot, I think Samson's probably the best comp. I would agree with you on that one. So I'm looking forward to it. I think Theo Howard will be a solid pickup, and I don't think they're done in the portal yet, Brian. Uh, Kyle Whittingham said one, maybe two wide receivers are coming out. I banked on the fact that they were going to go after two guys. That was just my opinion on the matter, and I still think that they will continue to scour that portal and try and find as much talent as possible. And, man, what a role Utah has been on. It's The football program is just absolutely cooking right now, and, and they – They've figured I solved riddle, I guess. You know, they've they've fit the the quarterback position in, in 
filled the quarterback position through the portal and, yeah. and through recruiting. They've done it at the wide receiver position now, running backs, pretty much anywhere that they had a need, they, they've kind of taken care of that. Now I think there's probably some fans out there that might want maybe an offensive line prospect. I, I don't think that you're going to get anything like that through the portal. It's mostly going to be these kinds of guys, skill positions. You know, they got a safety now to kind of step in and, and fill the the void from RJ Hubert, but it's been the portal has been good to the Utes and, and they really are going all in on this season. Yeah, we'll continue with the football thing here in just a minute. We're going to talk about Devin Lloyd. He's actually really highly thought of, and it shouldn't be breaking news to anybody that he's really highly thought of as a player, especially when it comes to the NFL. And we'll touch on that here in a moment. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's this is a great run for Utah in the transfer portal. And the hope is that everybody that they picked up in the portal this year pans out and they continue to kind of yield success for Utah. Because as guys in the portal see a program have success, with that, I think it's going to entice them to look closer at those various programs. And Utah absolutely should and could be one of them. All right, we'll talk more about Devin Lloyd here in just a minute. But, Brian, let's take a minute here and talk about our good friends at rockauto.com. You and I have both utilized the services of rockauto.com. We want to encourage you guys, all of you listening out there, Give them a shot. If you have any part, your car, truck, your SUV, whether it's a classic muscle car, your daily driver, no matter what it is, I'm going to bet big money that rockauto.com has the part and they have multiple options for said part. It's great. You know, whatever it is that you need to get taken care of with your whip, Jake, you know, I know you're big into the spinners. I know you're big into those yeah. those giant rims and, and the curb feelers. Hey, 2004 the called. They want their style back, okay? Listen, I, I'm not even lying, gang. Jake is rocking a cash money millionaire chain that is bigger than my chest right now. I and learned so it from you, okay? <laughs> This is your brain unlocked on youths, <laughs> fries, eggs. But the best part about this is that, like, no matter what your swag level is, Jake, you can swag out the minivan. Like, I'm swagging out the Impala. Yeah. Like, it's all available there at Rock Auto. It's also got the replacement parts that you need, carpet. We've talked about seat covers. you got to have seat covers. You're going to have salad dressing. Hey, if you, if you want to put shag carpeting in your vehicle and really, like Brian said, pimp it out, I think they've got the option for you. So check them out. Go to rockauto.com. Prices are always reliably low. They've got everything there. Hundreds of manufacturers. Price points you can select from. If you don't want to go above a certain price point, you just make sure you tell them what you're looking for. While you're there at rockauto.com, please write in locked on or locked on Ute. So that way they know that we sent you. Get us some credit for checking them out. But take advantage of it now. Amazing selection. Reliably low pricing. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, folks, continuing with the theme here, talking about Utah football, let's talk about a member of the current team who, Brian, if he's still on the team this time next year, something, in my opinion, went horribly, horribly wrong, and that would be Devin Lloyd, and he's already getting props looking ahead to next year's draft class. That's incredible, but also not surprising, I think, to anybody. It shouldn't be, right? The expectation should be that one of the best defensive players in the Pac-12 should be recognized for everything that he's done. And, and maybe it was just that the Pac-12 was largely ignored by everybody last year because they only 
Only played in four or five games for the most part. Uh, but he's finally getting the attention that he deserves as Pro Football Network released an article talking about him as one of the top three inside linebacker prospects in the 2022 NFL draft. I would even go as far to say is, is he's probably one of the top five or top ten linebacking prospects. But it's such a fluid position that that can be sometimes hard to hard to. Uh, Hard to define. Well, and it's all about fit and scheme. You know that as well as anybody, Brian. You play at the collegiate level. There are defenses. There are offenses. There are just overall systems that fit certain guys better than others. It's just how coaching staffs build things out. But I'm with you. I think Devin Lloyd is a good enough player that he's going to fit into whatever system is asked of him at the next level. Obviously, there would be systems that are probably better set, for, better, better suited for his skill set. Excuse me, but I. I have no reason to believe that he is not going to have all the ability to go to the NFL and fit in wherever is needed and, and at whatever position he is needed at. Really what helps him a lot is the fact that he was a safety in high school and transitioned to the linebacker position. He's also got an incredible work ethic. His physique is like a Mr. Universe out there got in a fight with a street boxer yep. and decided to walk out on a football field as they morphed together in some sort of mutant combination. There's not even a word to describe how Devin Lloyd looks on the field, Jake. That's how impressive it is. It, I'm hyperbolating. No, but you're right. He the, And the best I can come up with is he looks the part. Plain and simple. He, <laughs> he's the first guy off the bus. Yeah, he's the dude that walks on the field and you're like, Oh yeah, um, you look like a you. You're the guy right there. Yeah, you're the guy, and that's that's who he is. That's plain and simple. And I I love his ability. I didn't know a lot about him before he got to Utah, but the more I've talked to him, the more I've interacted with him. And albeit my interactions with him have been limited to pretty much Zoom conferences because that's been our life over the past year. But he's been a very straightforward young man understands the process when it comes to working with the media, but is always willing to give you a decent thought on whichever question you ask him. And by the way, his ability to kind of blow up plays in the backfield while also being able to cover in space, Brian, it's a very unique and it's, it's, it's a hard to find skill set to be able to do both of those things adeptly like he does. It is, and I think it's what makes him a really uh, enticing fit for a lot of teams, probably why he's ranked up there with Christian Harris from Alabama and uh, Ventrell Miller from Florida, who are just also very similar type prospects, athletic, smart, intelligent linebackers that are able to do everything across the field. And I think that's the part about Lloyd's game that really stands out. And it should as he goes into this season. Now, he's going to have a lot of competition in the Pac-12, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to have to fight off Edifon Olofoshio with uh, – I'm pretty sure I butchered that – with Washington. That's well uh, as I would have done. <laughs> Yeah, Kanai Maunga uh, at USC, Nate Landman, who I really, really love at Colorado. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him coming off that injury. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good linebackers in the conference coming back, but I think without a doubt, he, he's got to be that top of the list. And, and he's shown, I think especially last year, where he worked with a very young unit and was still very impactful just how good he is, his leadership skills, his ability to get people in position and make sure that the defense functions, even if they're not all on the same page. That's something that I think if you're an NFL team, you love that intangible, right? That, sure. that a guy has both the physical, the instincts, and the work ethic. Like you talked about, he's an absolute uh, just 
grinder when it comes to being in the film room and everything like that and a great leader and the guys love him on the team there's no doubt about that too okay uh, be it far from me to compare Utes and Cougars but I'm going to tell you Brian the guy that I think he is like who's currently playing at an all-pro level in the NFL is Fred Warner I was gonna say that earlier because I think you're spot on I think that the comparisons to both of them are really really similar the way they play the kind of players that they are heady intelligent athletic uh, physical you know not afraid to get in there and and, and really uh, take on the blocks or, or or get out there in coverage and, and disrupt some things and uh, it's a good comp uh, without a doubt I I'm sure that Utah fans will grumble about it but the <laughs> the bottom line is Fred Warner is good at football yeah um, so a, let's just admit it and he, move on, right? he's, he's an all pro caliber linebacker that's actually pretty good that's a pretty good company to be in in my opinion but that's just me but anyways I I'm I'm glad to see Devin Lloyd's getting this recognition this early on Brian you and I both believe had he come out this year in this past NFL draft cycle I'm convinced he's a day two pick whether it's second or third round I think he's off the board and I think whichever team lands him is more than happy to have him but he's back he wants to make a run at a Pac-12 title with this Utah football program I think he saw uh, how incredible the the brotherhood is up on the hill with Kyle Whittingham's program and I think he wants to be part of it one more year and it's my sincere hope that everything goes according to how he envisions it in his head and he's able to live out his dream and Next, this time next year, we're talking about him maybe being a back into the first round, or maybe just at the worst, a second round pick. It seems like his decisions already paying dividends, right? If, yeah. if the attention's coming in the preseason, that's only going to help him. And uh, I believe I mentioned this before on the podcast. If not, there are scouts that have told myself and 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 others uh, that they never really got a chance to look at him with all the work that they were trying to do to get guys reviewed this season. So by the time his tape actually got looked at, they had already set some boards and it just wasn't a good opportunity for him. If he has the kind of season like we expect, it could really, really pay dividends for him. Yeah, absolutely. So good to see this. Uh, I'm excited for the upcoming year. It's crazy. I think it's still so far away, Brian, but also it's getting closer. We're inside 100 days to college football, the week zero games. Obviously, Utah's going to play week one, but it is coming quickly. Couldn't be more excited for it, and we'll continue to bring you anything else with regards to Utah football and the lead-up to, obviously, Pac-12 media days and, obviously, on into training camp and all of that fun stuff. All right, coming up here in just a minute, though, we'll switch gears a little bit. Talk about an impending retirement. Bill Kinneberg, his final games at the helm of the Utah baseball program coming up this weekend. We'll talk about him and his impact on this Utah, the Pingin Utes, coming up here in just a moment. Uh, reminder for you guys, though, that today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, no matter your interest. I know, Brian, you are a huge fan fan of NHL hockey, right? Oh, Jake, are you kidding me? <laughs> Every single night I'm a puckhead. No, we, we love it. They got NBA playoff action, NHL, the road to the Stanley Cup, Major League Baseball underway, UFC, MMA, golf. No matter what your interest is, Brian, they have got it covered for you over at Bet Online. Yeah, that's the best part about it. And even if you have an interest that we didn't talk about, they probably have it covered. I've been thinking about getting into cricket, Jake. What do you think about that? Okay, so cricket to me is a fascinating sport. I just don't understand it at all. Like a sticky wicket, I don't get it, but it looks fun to play. 
Me either, and I think that's the best way to go in. Guns blazing, <laughs> we're going to pick it out. I like it. Well, check it out, guys. You can go to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Also, head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up for free. And while you're there, make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. It's real simple to do. When you deposit that money, use the promo code Locked On. 50% of whatever you deposit is added onto your account. It is free money to bet with, courtesy at Bet Online. Yes, you heard that right. F R E E. Take advantage of it now. Go to betonline.ag. Promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of Bet Online as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the show. And Brian, I got to say, we usually do about a half an hour on these podcasts, give or take. 10 minutes, I guess, is kind of the, the plus or minus on this. But it flies by, honestly. And I think there's a lot of people out there who always are like, how do you guys come up with this content every day? You'd be stunned. If you're as engrossed as we are in what's going on with the Utes, it's not hard to do. And we have a blast doing it. Obsessed is just a word that the lazy use to describe those that work on the Locked on Utes podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, before we go here, Brian, let's talk about a guy who has been dedicated to his craft for the better part of four decades, and that would be Bill Kinneberg. He will be retiring after this weekend's series against USC as the head coach of the Utah baseball program. And I got to say, it's a bit of a stunner to me. And I, okay, I get that Kinneberg is a little older in age and whatnot, Brian, but he has been an institution for Utah over the better part of two decades, and it's kind of stunning to see him announce that he's stepping down. Yeah, it's it, the timing of it is a, a little bit uh, puzzling, I think, coming off of a, a difficult season where you're still dealing with the effects of COVID yep. whatnot. This is a younger team. They do seem to have some good recruits coming through the pipeline, picking up uh, I believe a local pitcher, if I'm not mistaken, the other day. Um, uh, shocking, Jake. I'm not as plugged in on baseball recruiting as I am with basketball and football. Lundy, where are you, Lundy? Yeah. <laughs> is he here? Is he still in the house? I don't know where he's at. <laughs> but uh, definitely a, a a job well done for Bill Kinneberg. And, and if this is really his final act as far as being a coach, Kudos to him. It's a grinding of a grinding long profession. You know, he's done a great job in taking Utah from the Mountain West into the Pac-12, where they really should have never done anything but finished in the last place every single year that they've been in the Pac-12. They don't have the facilities that other programs do. They don't have the weather that other programs do. Yep. They don't have the history that other programs do. And yet they still managed to win a Pac-12 championship before any other program in the athletic department. So huge kudos to Bill Kinneberg for that. Uh, I think the, the question that everybody wants to know is who do you look for next? Well, and see, that's a, that's a thing we need to have somebody who's got more intel on this program than you and I talk about, Brian. But... There's got to be somebody that understands the challenges of this program because, first and foremost, the biggest challenge, you don't have your own home field. You don't. It's it's. I don't want to say it's ridiculous, but it's kind of – it's insane that Utah's going to finish their homestand in Ogden, right? Lindquist like, Field, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm, I understand that everybody's making concessions this year, but until they actually get a stadium where that, that they can call their own – and and I 
I've I've talked about it before on the podcast. A lot of the issues. Where do you put it? There's not sure. a whole lot of room up on campus. Number one, number two, they wanted to do it there, right next to Sunnyside Park. The city and the neighborhood put the kibosh on that. So now you're looking at alternative sites, or you have to wait for things at campus to either be demolished and or rebuilt somewhere else to where you can create the space for it. I've I've discussed with people. Uh, nobody connected to the university, but my my. My chosen spot would be right there to the west of the Huntsman Center where the current printing and publications and, and all the public's, yeah. uh, public safety stuff is. Just level all that out, put a nice base, baseball stadium there, You know, let it face the mountains or wherever. I, I don't know how you want to angle it, but until they have their own stadium, it's still going to be an uphill battle to get kids into the program, to get them to want to come to Utah. You know, I think there are people that understand that. Uh, Mike Littlewood is a name that maybe pops up on my radar. Sure. Maybe you would want to try and, and see what's going on with that. Uh, Trent Pratt, another guy that I think probably should be on the list. But knowing Mark Harlan and, and how he's gone about this, he's going to open up this search to all sorts of different possibilities and connections. And, and maybe this is an opportunity where him being a former UCLA uh, associate athletic director really could bring in a good name that can build something a little bit more here up at the University of Utah in terms of baseball. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And my background being a little deeper with the why and knowing a little bit more about Coach Littlewood and Coach Pratt down there, either one of those would be fantastic pickups. They, Slam dunk hires without a doubt, yeah. Littlewood did great things at Dixie State. He's done good things with BYU. And honestly, the, the resources at Utah, in theory, should be richer and better than what he has down in Provo. But, Brian, it begins and ends with me on that home field uh, issue. And I, I, and I, I get the current predicament Utah finds itself in, but I'm hopeful that that will resolve itself at some point in the relatively near future because until then... I'm with you. It'll truly be an uphill climb, and I'm not sure you can expect all that much from Utah until you have kind of that key piece that is missing for this program. And, and the, you have to prioritize baseball at some point, Jake, because it is a Pac-12 sport that gets a lot of attention. Being yep. able to compete in baseball, just it it's a positive for the school. It's positive for the conference. It's a sport that I think is going to get more attention, too. Yeah, so... And let me let me be clear about this. Happy trails to Bill Kinneberg. He did great things at Utah. Two trips to the NCAA tournament, winning the Pac-12 in 2016. Brian to come out of nowhere and win that—that that is an accomplishment that needs to be more broadly highlighted than it has been. Honestly, because that was a stunner to have a cold weather school in the Pac-12. Which, let's be honest. Arizona State, USC, UCLA, the, the warm weather schools, the traditions that those schools have of dominance in this conference, to have plucky little Utah win that conference title five years into their tenure, man, that's as impressive an accomplishment, in my opinion, in the Pac-12 era for Utah as almost anything, I think. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and I hope that we're not – overlooking what a great job he's done by talking about it, it, really what it is is it's it's we're showing how great it was that he was able to do what he was at the university of utah despite the fact that they just do not have the the kind of resources that you would hope that they have yeah so i i, I just want to say thank you to bill kinneberg thank you for some fun memories honestly he had i believe it was 10 players drafted 11 players drafted in the first 10 rounds of the mlb uh 
amateur draft. None bigger than C.J. Crone, obviously. Uh, Ryan Corey, an All-American back in 06. It's been some fun, fun times with Bill Kinneberg at the helm, but now he gets to kind of move on. And, yeah, it's something that we probably need to discuss down the road here, Brian, is more about candidates that could potentially come in and take over the Utah baseball program because I'm with you. If you truly want to be a, a considered a true Pac-12 school, baseball's got to kind of be part of the repertoire. It does. It does. And it, I think a lot of it is just being a very well-rounded athletic department. You've committed a lot of funds to softball, soccer. Uh, we saw Rich Manning retire also earlier in the year with women's soccer. You committed funds to golf. At some point in time, you've got to commit some funds to baseball. And also, the big part about this, Jake, you're getting to the point now where you're going to have to start finding ways to generate revenue mm -hmm. outside of just depending on football and basketball. Yeah. Uh, the NIL is coming, and so if you can develop Utah baseball or gymnastics or any of these sort of non-revenue generating sports into something where it at least contributes to the athletic department, that's huge. Any revenue is some revenue, and that's a good sign for any program like that. And I, I'm with you. It'd be nice to see them turn that into a little more of a revenue generator nonetheless. All right, we are over time here on a Tuesday, but it's been a blast to be with you guys all week long. We're talking about the Utes, everything that's happening. And we got plenty more coming up this week, Brian. So we'll have it all covered for you guys every single day. Make sure, follow, make sure to follow the show on social media, on Twitter in particular, at Locked On Utes for the latest when it comes to Utah athletics as well as what's going on with the podcast. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me in a van down by the river. Okay, sounds good. Um, or at Brown Bear SLC. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go check the van by the river first anyways. Uh, you can check me out at Jacob C. Hatch if you want to. And, Brian, I, I, I continue to screw up your little outro that we have for the show, so take it away. Yeah, it's stay well, be well, do well. Every day is a great day to be a Utes. We love you. We like you. All right. Have a good one, folks. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for May 25th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.